Hey, this is Brian. Hey, this is Amanda. And you are listening to the Pro Tips Podcast. Find your focus and level up your life using our random ramblings and pro tips to find that winning edge at life. Yay! Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Yay. Oh my gosh. I got my MiFi working. Good job. Thanks. Uh, you're like, thanks. What's up, buddy? Oh, not much. What about you? Uh, not going to lie. I'm kind of ready for dinner. Yeah. Well, we better <laughs> keep this quick so you don't get hangry. Super hangry. Okay, <laughs> so we're just going to be honest with everybody because we like to keep it real on the podcast that neither one of us were really feeling this tonight, but we're we're taking one for the team and we're going to bust it out anyways. But I feel like we got some some good insights to share. I put yeah. a post out on our Instagram and Facebook pages and then I was texting a few of um, of my family that I know listens to the podcast. Danelle um, out in Utah. I kind of put her on the spot and she was awesome to give me Give me some ideas for tonight. And then uh, my sister, Lisa, shout out to Lisa and Boise. She, uh, she's got some good questions. So um, we'll just kind of get right into it. Is there anything you want to share before we start? Um, no, I think we may as well just jump right into the questions. Perfect. Okay. So on our pro tips podcast instagram so you can find that at at pro underscore tips podcast oh wait no i messed up hold on at pro underscore tips underscore podcast on instagram brian and amanda um we had shalane hughes from the shalane hughes podcast ask us a question and this one's kind of deep like so um i kind of feel like we're gonna we could we could either really hit the mark on this one or uh be way off base but her question is how to get out of a hostile work environment but no jobs around worth it to leave Mm. so i'll let you go first buddy while i gather my thoughts because i've got i've got quite a few thoughts on this so for most of my life I've been self-employed so I don't have like a ton of experience there but I do have one little experience and it wasn't necessarily a hostile environment it just was an environment that I kind of wasn't vibing with that I didn't feel was right and I mean the only thing you can do in my opinion is well there's a couple things to do but the first thing that you can do is just remove yourself from that environment or from that person and it's a lot harder than it sounds because like she said maybe there's not more job opportunities or maybe you really like the job but not the people that you're with and so you can you know decide you're going to find a new job and just start over altogether, or maybe just try to remove yourself from um, the people that are being hostile towards you you know like Obviously, if it's your boss, that's a little bit tricky, 
but you can choose to not let their words affect you and just, you know, like decide that whatever they do that reflects on themselves and that doesn't reflect on you and you can't control their words or actions. And so I know it's extremely hard to be able to do that, but that's kind of, you know, how you have to go about it because what they say and what they do is a reflection on themselves. It's not a reflection on you and maybe they're taking it out on you. And right. so like you can either find a different pathway for your job or you can just try to remove yourself from that person and just try to be like a duck. A duck, when water hits their back, it just rolls right off, right? And so just try to be like a duck and let those words roll right off of you. And I know it's easier said than done, but I mean, it, it's definitely something that can be learned. So right. what are your thoughts on it? Dude, that's really good. So for me, because I've been in this situation a couple times um, where either I chose to leave or I um, or the universe basically made the choice for me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what episode was it? Like... 16 I think or something like that where I was talking about getting fired from Maverick anyway so it basically comes down to the story that you tell yourself is literally what is going to manifest so if you're focusing on the crap and you're focusing on how toxic the environment is that's all you're going to see so if you feel like you need to stay there because there's no other jobs that are quote-unquote worth it to leave for then you literally have a choice on how you can make the best out of basically a shitty situation. So mm-hmm. um, you just have to start changing the story about what you're focusing on. So for example, in the movie, the secret, there is um, one of the guys are, is telling a story about one of his students that um, is having a hard time at work and he lays out all, all, the crap like how crappy his life is how crappy his job is how nothing ever goes right and the more you focus on things that are going bad the more they're going to just continue to go bad so Mm -hmm. what you have to do is you have to figure out how to change the story and flip the script from something that you don't want to focusing on what you do want okay so you want a you want um a safe work environment. You want a fun work environment. You want this, you, you know, you have to sit down and make out a list of everything that you want, like in your job. And then you can either a start looking for a job that gives you those things or B start creating those things in the current job you have. So part of it is look, finding the gratitude and the joy in the little things of the job. So for example, you're in, you know, you're in a crappy work environment, but you wake up every day and you just decide that, you know what, I have the power to control how I react to everybody else in my, in my job right now. So you just decide that no matter what anybody says or does throughout the day, their words and their actions are not going to affect you because it's literally a choice on anything that you're presented with. It's a choice on how you react and respond. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can actually, set yourself up for a good day just by deciding that whatever comes along isn't going to get, isn't going to get to you, you know? So it basically comes down. You literally have a hundred percent control over every, 
every thought and feeling and emotion that happens in your day based on your choice. Um, my, excuse me, my massage therapist shared something this morning that said, um, I'm going to look it up really quick. Hold on. Just because it's so good. So, um, our greatest freedom is the freedom to choose our attitude. And if you ask me, that is like a hundred percent spot on because you literally have a choice on which direction your attitude gets to go, you know, and you have a choice on whether or not you, you let other people like other people's thought or actions and words affect you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you were saying, Brian, that, that, you know, if they're projecting something like some kind of negative emotion or toxic energy onto you, like maybe try to change it up and look at it from their perspective. Like, Oh, you know, they might be under a lot of stress or they might have this going on or they might have this going on and they don't know how to handle that. And so they just decide that, you know what, like we're just going to take it out on you. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means that they're having some issues that they're trying to deal with that they can't get, that they can't work through, but that has nothing to do with you. You know, it's like going back to that book, the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, you know, one of the, one of the four agreements is don't take anything personally. And Mm -hmm. because anything that anybody says or does has absolutely nothing to do with you. And that's literally my favorite agreement just because it's, it has released so much, uh, just, I don't even know, like, it's, it's given me a lot of freedom to just remind myself of that every day that, you know, anything anybody says or does has absolutely nothing to do with me. You know, yeah. it's all, it's all about them. And it's all about, they're trying to take care of themselves. Just like each, each and every one of us are trying to do the best we can, you know? Right. So if you have a toxic situation or a toxic job that you're there, you're trying to get away from, you can either start taking the steps to make some changes in your life, or you can just continue to float along the way you're going being miserable. And eventually the universe is going to just basically kick your butt out Mm -hmm. of whatever situation you're in and like throw you into a situation that, you know, or throw you into the next situation to get you out of where you don't want to be to put you where you're supposed to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, absolutely. Kind of like when Maverick fired me. Yeah. Go ahead. It just goes along with everything in life. It's a conscious choice. Like every decision and everything that you do in your life, it's a, it's a choice that you've made, whether you realize it or not. And so just like an example of kind of that, um, today it was like a very, you know how everyone hates Mondays. So I personally love Mondays because it's a fresh start to the week, but today started out as like a typical Monday and I was behind and I was rushed and I woke up late and I was just like oh my gosh like Brian rolled out of bed and stepped in a big fat pile on Monday (laughs) right and so but you know a couple hours into my day I was like guess what I can't control that I woke up late I did so now I just have to power through you know And I just made a decision um, a couple hours into my day that like, yeah, I'm behind and yeah, my to-do list is big and fat and I'm like looking at all these things with all this anxiety, like how am I going to get it done? But I just made a conscious choice of like, I can't control what's in the past. I can control what's happening now. 
and you just have to control what you can control, you know, and I think mm, that transfers to so the workplace good. is because yes. there's going to be your boss or people, your coworkers that they're going to make decisions that you don't agree with or you don't appreciate, but you can't control what decisions they make because this is a free country, right? Yep. Yep. And so like the only thing that you can tr- control is you and your attitude and your outlook on it. And so yes, if you can control how you're looking at it, like I'm so grateful that I have a job so that I can pay my bills or yes. I'm so grateful, you know, just find those things that you're grateful for and it's going to help you change your mindset around and you're going to be so happy to be at that job. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So, um, what, what, I think, I can't remember which guy it was. I think it was either Tony Robbins or like Grant Cardone or something. Mm-hmm. One of those like high vibe, like entrepreneur, like coach guys um, was telling a story about how he was literally stuck in the worst freaking job and he hated it. And And I'm pretty sure it was Tony Robbins, but like, once he decided that, you know what, like until I start appreciating the job that I have now, there's no way that I'm going to be able to find a new job that I, that I prefer and like better. And so you literally have to start making the best of a shitty situation where like where you are right now in order to change your situation. So, and that's going to look different for everybody, you know, but it bottom line, it comes down to uh, energy goes where attention flows or energy flows where attention goes, whatever. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So the more you put the energy on the negative shit, the more like the more difficult is going to be to start looking for the good stuff. So you literally have to reprogram your brain to start looking for the good things wherever you are in order to start bringing in the good, more good things, right. you know, and it's, it's all a matter of changing the story. So I hope this does help a little bit. Um, a couple other tips that I that I would suggest when it comes to wanting to change your situation is sit down and make a list of everything that you want, like in your new job or in your new life or where wherever you want to go next. Sit down and make a list and write it out like it's already done and write it mm-hmm. out like you've already got it, because honestly, that's how you're going to flip the switch and change the story. It, you need you need to change it from my job sucks and I hate going to work every day to I'm grateful I have a job and I'm grateful for a paycheck and I'm grateful that I'm, I'm able to get up and go to work every day. You know, whatever the story is, you have to take the negative and turn it into a positive in order for anything to turn, to turn around or to like even get better. So I hope that helps. Yes. Shalane, thank you for your question. Yes. And I hope, that that little advice helped but if you ever need someone to like hash things out with we're always here just slide up in the dms slide up in the dms and don't forget Mm -hmm. to check out the shalane hughes podcast um you can find her on instagram so yeah um okay perfect that was a perfect little 15 minute little thing okay so danelle loveless uh my little brother's I shouldn't say little but my younger brother's adorable girlfriend like hashtag totes adorbs um I've never met or talked to Danelle but I love her (sighs) and I'm sure she loves you too but you know what is the funniest thing is you guys literally live 20 minutes apart like I know 
you guys are like right there you guys just need to like meet up for lunch one day it would be the best anyways but you have to invite me yeah we can we can meet up for lunch one day yeah and then she can be on the podcast yes dude see so i'm coming back through utah on december 5th and i'm gonna stay over at her house um that night and so like we'll have to like meet up that like either sunday night when i get to town or monday morning before i leave we'll figure it out i'll get yes. with her like we'll we're making a plan danelle get ready because we're making a plan anyways <laughs> um so she was super awesome and i sent her a text and she was great to jump on and throw me some questions really quick just kind of on the spot so she has a question for both of us okay and i know Brian and I talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but um, it's a question for both of us. It says, what's the biggest challenge you're facing in your business right now and how are you tackling it? Okay. So I know how I'm going to answer. Brian is going to keep it real. And by the real, I mean real short because he doesn't (laughs) like to focus on the challenges, but take it away, buddy. Okay. So just to kind of preface this, um, if, if you're in the rodeo industry, you know who Fallon Taylor is, right? And I always listen to Fallon Taylor's podcast. I think it's amazing. And one thing that she always says um, in her podcast or on her Instagram stories or whatever is she's not going to project her problems onto her audience, right? And so when Amanda and I were talking earlier and she brought up this question, I said, I will gladly talk about my past problems that I have already solved. Um, but I'm not going to talk about my current problems because I don't want to project them onto our audience without solving them because then that brings up worry and negative vibes for the people listening. And it's not their deal. It's mine. And And it gives more attention and energy to the problem, which and if you think about it, it's not even really a problem. It's just kind of like maybe a little speed bump or a hurdle that you got to get over. Like, right. I don't really feel like there's like too many huge problems or issues Yeah. that other than just like, like random stuff it's that like just kind of pops up. Just... Yeah. It just kind of pops up or whatever, because long-term, you know, yeah. we don't have like humongous problems long-term, but we do have everyday little things that pop up, you know, like, for example, Brian getting up late, like that was, that was kind of yeah. like a bad, that was kind of an issue at the time. But then, like you said, you just made a conscious choice in the moment and just decided that you weren't going to let that affect you. And it, it literally set your whole day up for, to be way better, right. you know? So, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So in a roundabout way, I will tell you some of the challenges that I have faced with my business but not like current challenges. And I really couldn't think of any right now anyways. But um, I think the biggest challenge for me, so if you don't know, I'm a horse trainer. And it's kind of a unique industry because it's a service that you give people. They pay you for the service, you know, that you give them. But it's also a lifestyle. Like all that I do and all that I know is quote unquote business. Like that's all that I do, you know? Yeah. And so it's a little bit different than like any other business because it's just a lifestyle that we live. And so one of my biggest challenges is when to have my work brain on and when to just chill because 
like I just live and breathe horses. That's literally all I want to do, all I care about. So it's not that big of an issue. But there comes a point where like sometimes you just need to relax and shut your brain off. And Dude, you're so right. Quit thinking of all the problems. Quit thinking of your to-do list. You know, you just need to chill. And when you come home at night, you need to leave all that stuff at your workplace. Like all those problems, all the stress from the day, whether you have a family to come home to or not, that doesn't belong in your house. It belongs at work. So like work through that stuff at home or at work, but don't bring it home with you. Okay. Wait, wait. So pause for just a second. So what do we tell the people that work from home? Because Danelle works from home these days. Right. And I used to be that way too. Right. Up until May. Like, yeah, I had my arena, my horses, my barn, everything at home. But if, if you can't move to a different physical place, like if your work is home, then I think it just becomes like a state of mind, you know? Yeah. Like if you have an office that you're in, you worry about work things in the office. And when you walk through that door, you don't. Or nice. Yes. Know, like it just has to become or if or if you have a nine to five work from home type job, once you log out of your computer or whatever you do like your work brain turns off, you know, and it's a hard line to draw because I used to, I mean, I used to just 24 seven worry about work things and the problems that you have at seven o'clock at night, when you leave and go home, they're still going to be there in the morning. And so you may as well just go home, have a relaxing night, eat dinner, enjoy your family, whatever your problems are going to be there the next day for you to take care of. And so that's been one of the biggest struggles for me. Um, let's hear one of yours. Um, so I guess the biggest challenge that I, that I know I face and I'm, I'm remedying this, like, and this seems to be like a reoccurring, um, a reoccurring, I don't know, like lesson, I guess is what you can call it for me is every year um about sep- about mid september to 1st of october or whatever i start having like i don't even want to call them like mini panic attacks but they're they really are like about like how i'm going to make it through the winter you know because for so long for like 10 years i was stuck in this lack mentality of it's hard to make money all the rodeos shut down in the winter time. I'm going to struggle all winter long, all this other stuff. And so like I've identified those um, negative stories and I've started changing those stories to where I know it's safe for me to work, to work hard for, you know, eight to 10 months out of the year. It's safe, excuse me. It's safe for me to put money away in my savings account so that I have enough money saved up to pay my bills for at least the next two or three months. And it's safe for me to always have plenty of money. And I always know that the money that's that I need to cover what I need is going to show up when it needs to show up. So that has helped a ton. So this is like, this is like a past problem that I'm remedying, but it's still one of those ones that I still have to work at every single year. You know, it's, it's a conscious, I have to make a conscious choice and a conscious effort throughout the season to make sure that I've set myself up with plenty, which I always do to get me through the winter, you know, because like, 
they a lot of like a lot of photographers have said you know it's either feast or famine well you know what i i choose to have it let it be feast all the time and it is like i always have i always have enough money to get food i always always have enough money to put fuel in my truck like i always have all the things that i need you know and so it's just it's just identifying when those those negative stories start popping up and doing the things that i need to do to flip the story a lot of times i either uh, write it all out and like all my negative stories and stuff I'll write them all out and then like I'll either like flush them or burn them or something but for the most part I change it to where I have all these new positive affirmations that come in and then anytime that I have a negative story start to come back you just automatically shut it down and then flip the script to think about two or three positive like the opposite that's a positive of whatever yeah. negative is coming in, you know? So, so, I mean, that's kind of a current challenge, but it's also just like, it's my past challenge that that's popped up that I've learned how to face it and how to remedy it. And so that it helps, helps me so that I have a more relaxing winter, which to me is important because when you work eight to 10 months out of the year, doing what I do, like that's physically, mentally, and emotionally like challenging or like energy, you know, just like I have to be on all the time when I'm at it, like when I'm at a rodeo or whatever, I have to like, like my energy has to be up high. I have to be like focused. And so, you know, I, I put a lot into what I do those months that I'm working. And so Mm -hmm. if I have, if I make sure that I have enough to cover what I need to cover while it's in the winter time, then that gives me a chance to relax a little bit more in the wintertime and know that it's okay to rest. It's okay to just chill and have one or two or three days where I just don't do anything or, you know, and I, that's what I love about the winter months is it's my time to just like decompress and um, take a break so that when the season starts up again in, you know, early March or so I'm ready to like hit the ground running and, it's so funny because this is kind of a random side note, but I'm looking at all these events that are, that come to Las Vegas, you know, all the side events, like the, the junior NFR and, you know, like the all in barrel races and all this other stuff. And I'm like thinking to myself, you know, I really should do something to try to get in on some of those. But then I'm like, why? Like I freaking work my butt off like all the rest of the year you know, yeah, I go to Las Vegas to do the PRCA convention and like put myself out there on that aspect, you know, but it's like, why freaking, I know. And I know like, I'm sure I would make plenty of money, but it just, I get, I get exhausted just even thinking about it, you know? And Mm -hmm. eventually, eventually I might want to step up and try to like get in on some of those events, you know, and be an official photographer of whatever. But for right now, you know, this is the season where, where I'm okay with just like going to Vegas to do the PRCA convention and then just coming home and chilling with my dogs and getting ready for ski season to start, you know, and then taking, you know, one or two days a week to go skiing and teach and things like that, which I'm grateful for my ski, like my ski instructing job as well, because that like, that helps a little bit in the winter time too. But anyways, uh, I feel like I'm kind of rambling. Am I rambling now? A little bit, but I'm sure you're going somewhere (laughs) with it, right? I don't even know. Uh, my point was, my point is that was my challenge was so like Danelle had a second part to that question. Mm -hmm. Um, and she wanted to know like maybe what was, 
was at the same time a year ago. So what was our challenge, you know, this time a year ago? So that's kind of where I was going with that. So a year ago, you know, I was, I was in this same situation, but I also feel like I've remedied it and I've, I've grown and with my mindset and the, the story that I tell myself as far as like, it's safe to always have money saved in the bank and I'll always have plenty of money to get me through the winter time. And it's okay to take some downtime and to not go shoot everything like I want to, you know, it's like, I realized a long time ago that I don't have to be the photographer that's everywhere doing all the things, you know, right. nor do I want to be because to me, that's just exhausting. So anyways, that's, that's my answer to Danelle's question. You're welcome. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. So, um, and then did you get any questions on your Instagram? Um, I didn't, I forgot to repost it, so I didn't get oh. any. Well, see how you are, buddy. Okay. I know. I know. It's fine. Okay. So my sister, Lisa, uh, shout out to my sister, Lisa. She lives in Boise, Idaho, and she is going through some, uh, some changes. Well, not like they're, it's like, she's in that, she's in that transition phase in her life. Like she just had a baby and she's still like. She's not sure where she, like what, what her next step is, you know? So she's trying to figure out like where she wants to go and what she wants to do next. And mm -hmm. so I asked her, um, I asked her if she had anything for us and okay. So she says, um, why does life transformations feel like you're going through hell? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what, uh, what's your take on that, buddy? Well, sometimes during life transformations in the moment, you are going through hell, right? Yeah. And I think the reason that you have to and that you have to feel that way is so that when you get on the other side, like the other side of that transformation um it's so much sweeter looking back and being like yeah that was really hard yeah but guess what I dominated that and I got it done and I had the strength and then if you look back on that like knowing that you were able to get through that that should be a huge confidence boost for you right yes absolutely and so if you go through those those challenges or those transformations it is really really hard in the moment and it might even be really really hard in the long run but you'll be able to look back and then you'll know why you know like whenever I'm going through something all that I keep in mind is God's plan for me is perfect and he doesn't make any mistakes and so while it might be really challenging for you right now you're exactly where you need to be you just need to figure out what your next step is supposed to be, you know? Right. Well, and a lot of times, even if you don't exactly know what the next step is, just take a freaking step, man. Do something right. like it's when you're getting stagnant and when you sit and and you're trying to make a decision, wishy-washy back and forth, you know, that that's what's going to get you in trouble. And that's what's going to confuse the universe. Like I've said this on the podcast before, that the world is full of dead squirrels in the middle of the road that couldn't decide what side of the road they wanted to be on. So just freaking pick a side, you I know? Love it. And so, 
for me, I just, I saw a quote on Facebook the other day that said, um, life gets really, really, really uncomfortable when you're just, when you're about ready to get to the next level. Like when you're Mm -hmm. on your verge of leveling up, like you get super uncomfortable to the point where it's like, okay, I feel like it's the transition phase. The uncomfortable part is the transition phase where you have a choice to decide to stay where you are and just keep going the way you're going or to keep pushing forward. And a lot of times I feel like it's the ego or, you know, like the devil or just like your, your self-sabotage mentality that's, that's holding you in that transition phase that Mm -hmm. wants to keep you stuck because it's, you're, you're scared. And you don't want to see, like, you don't know what's going to happen next. But that's the that's the best part is, like, even though you don't know what's going to happen next, like, all you got to do is just take a step and get to the other side of the road. And then you never know, like, it could open up a whole new world of possibilities. So it's just taking the step in faith and just knowing that no matter which direction you go, that direction is the direction you're meant to go. Like, there's no right or wrong and there's no left or right. There's just get to a spot and start moving forward so that you can get to the next spot and get to the next spot. And so like, I really feel like when you can embrace the transition phases and the uncomfortable parts of your growth journey, that's when you really can find some joy and gratitude in the journey is because it's like, okay, you know what? Like, what am I learning right now? And what am I supposed to be learning and which direction do I need to go? And So it's just a matter of just like leading into that uncomfortable feeling and just knowing that no matter what happens, you're safe. It's like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never been bungee jumping, but I can imagine that it would be something like bungee jumping. Like when you're in that transition, like uncomfortable phase where you're just leaning into it and you just literally just jump with total and complete faith that the cord's going to catch you and that you're going to have fun. And by the time you hit the end of the cord, you're going to be having a blast. So jump, like take a, like take a leap of faith and just do something. Right. How's that for like a metaphor? That's a pretty dang good one. Um, I love it. So one quick, one last quick question also from Lisa. Um, just because I love my sister and I love and appreciate the fact that she listens to our podcast. BT dubs. I love your sister too, Brian, by the way, uh, Christy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she's got a lot of, she's helped us through some stuff too. So, yep, I love her. Um, so Lisa asked, what do you do to help your stress in the process of decision-making? Mm. I know what you do because you've done it before. What's that? You sit down and you make your list with your pros and cons. Oh, yeah. That's true. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> I, like, remember when you had that big, huge decision you were making earlier this year? Mm-hmm. And all the pros outweighed the cons? Yep. Like, that's a thing. Like, yeah, if, and if, I, if, yeah. I think that's the best way to go about it if your brain works that way. Because yeah. I am a very detail-oriented person that likes a plan. And so whenever I have a big decision to make, I literally write out a pros and cons list on a piece of paper and think of all the good things that it would bring and think of all the bad or cons that it would bring. Right. And then you look at them and see which outweighs the other. 
and what pros you like and what cons you do or don't like. And then you just decide, you know, and you just have to keep in mind that whatever decision that you make, it's going to be completely fine. Yep. Like, yes, one decision that you make may um, affect your life differently for sure. Like every decision that you make affects your life, right? Yeah. But whatever whatever choice you make in a certain scenario, it's going to be fine either way because you're the boss of your own life. Yeah. And, and so what, it whatever just be you like, choose is fine. Yeah. Plot twist, you know, yeah. and just move on to the next thing. I love that. And it's so funny because you're like, you're saying that you're a detail oriented pl- person with a plan that likes a plan. And that is literally exactly like how Lisa is. She's a detail oriented person that likes a plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, funny. so Lisa, make a plan. Like, yeah, sit down and make a list. To figure out what's going to be best for you. And like I told a friend on the phone earlier, that's how you make things happen is you make a plan and then you execute that plan. Yeah. And that's the most important part. You're, that stuff is kind of rubbing off on me because like if you look at like my fitness journey, you know, I made a decision and then I started and then I started with a plan, aka hire a trainer, you know, to achieve my goals. And you know, sometimes you might have to adjust the plan as you go, but at least you have a plan and you're headed in the direction that you want to go, you know? Yep. So, mm-hmm. um, I had a train of thought and it just derailed. Uh-oh. But, oh, another one I was going to say is journal it out. Like, cause I know Lisa does journaling sometimes. She's always, she's always been a journaler mm-hmm. as far as I know. Like she's always she's always had a journal and she always likes to write it in a journal. So like when your brain is spiraling out of control and you don't know which direction to go, just start writing it out. Like, and start visualizing yourself wherever you want to be, you know, like as you're journaling, like start picturing in your mind where you want to be um, and which direction you want to go. There's also, I've heard of people that use meditation to get inspired to connect with like their spirit guides and their higher self to figure out which direction to go. And meditation I know is very beneficial for stress and everything like that. So that honestly, I'm not going to lie. Meditation is on my list of things to like start initiating into uh, my self-care practice just because I've heard it's got a lot of benefits and I'm sure I could benefit from it. So Um, you know, have your journal sitting next to you and when you meditate and see just kind of what comes to you or, you know, take a walk. Another, another tip. Oh, this is a good one. Another tip for when you're trying to relieve some stress on trying to make decisions. So you can do all these tips, like write out your list and then don't even think about it anymore. Like take, go take a walk, like, you know, just like take a walk or go take a shower for, for me, a lot of times I get a lot of inspired thought and then a lot and a lot of inspired actions to take when I'm in the shower. And I know that sounds weird, but if you think about it, the water is a stimulant and you're stimulated and you're clearing your crown chakra, you know, on your head. And so it's like releasing a lot of, you know, it's helping wash away all the crap. And it leaves you more open for, um, for inspiration. So mm-hmm. anytime, anytime I have, like, I'm feeling kind of off 
Like if my energy's off or if I, or if I need to just reset, I'll take a shower or take a bath and just like, you know, just find some way to relax. So that's, yeah, that's kind of what I do. But I think those are pretty solid tips. And uh, so Lisa, you'll have to tell us which one works for you or which one you tried, you know, keep us posted, keep us posted. Okay. So there was, there was other ones, but I think we're going to um, call that good for tonight. Uh, mostly just because homegirl is needing some dinner. Yeah. And I know you've got company coming over, so. Yeah, um, I've got to make some dinner, too. For your little frenzies. Yep. I love it. So, all right, buddy. Well, thanks for, like, sucking it up and taking one for the team and helping me record a podcast, even though neither one of us felt it's all that inspired. Heck yeah. And just one thing for the future too, like we kind of talked about earlier, um, we're deciding on if we should put one out every week, no matter what, or just kind of sporadically when we're inspired to. So if you, um, don't see a podcast posted for a couple of weeks, um, that's why we will have one out next week for sure. Yes. And then we'll be taking a little bit of a break during the NFR in the holidays just because life is so busy for both of us. Everybody. And I think even everybody, they're going to, yeah. you know, so I think we'll probably wrap up season one um, next weekend. It's going to be cool because I'll be driving through to Las Vegas. So I think I'm going to swing in and we're going to try to do our final season one episode or yeah, season one episode um in person because those are i think those are always kind of fun yeah and uh and then we're gonna take a break in december and probably not put anything out until after the first of the year so we're gonna powwow and try to get some guests lined up for season two and uh hopefully you know come back with some some awesome content for for our our friends and fans of the podcast so yes ma'am it's good stuff so it's been awesome buddy Thanks right. for uh, hanging with me tonight. Hey, you bet. We'll talk to y'all later. Have a good night. All right, you too. Goodbye. Okay,